You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Okay, Sid Talk, ask me the question who's the most famous person in the world? <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. I'm trying to think of a guy who's famous, the most famous guy in the world. Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> There's no That's the first person that came to your mind. When yeah, I was just just before the we'll explain just before the show pre-show discussion. You was you were saying, I can't remember this guy's name. I turned to you and said, Oh my god, I, don't I cannot believe I forgot. I'm trying to get this person's name in my mind. It's like the most famous person in the world. And you said, Is it Bruce Willis? Because <laughs> something in my mind, it, like a if you ask me who the most famous person in the world, it's Bruce Willis. And then when I have to think about it afterwards, I'm like, Why do I think of him? <laughs> But there's so many more people that are famous. I do not know. It's one of the mysteries. In fact, on the list, on the top 100 list of actual most famous people in the world, I'm not sure that Bruce Willis ranks up there. Of all time. And neither does the person that I was thinking of, but it was like when I realized who it was, and it happened to be Jack Nicholson, <laughs> I was like, how could I not remember his name? And in, That's in, fucked up. Yeah, and when, I, when you said it's Jack Nicholson, and you said, when I said Bruce Willis, you said he's similar. Well, he's an actor in that same <laughs> age-ish, range-ish. Not similar, really, but it was just a funny thing. All right, so um, today is Sunday, November the 1st. I hope you turned your clocks back, otherwise you tuned in late or early or whatever. Um, <laughs> this is after the show number 94. Apparently you don't know how podcasting works. There's no late. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is after the show number 94. Funny story before we start. I was looking through com, which is the website that we Started basically the web out. the website that this podcast belongs to anyway i was looking through the stats for um hits etc and one of the most searched for terms that people get to com from google.com is um fat girl slash skinny guy <laughs> <laughs> and if you knew us <laughs> that might be funnier <laughs> It's funny because it's the opposite. Trust me on this. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think I'm supposed to be insulted right about now. I just find, I just find that, that weird that that phrase is yesterday. Actually, did actually, that search. Actually, yesterday somebody searched for that on Google and got our site. Funny. Now, I did do a drawing that probably in the mention of it somewhere on my listing, I sell little cards with it or something. I probably put that. But it wouldn't have led to you. What's side. even funnier is that somebody's searching on Google for fat... <laughs> girl skinny guy wanting what what are they looking for hmm. pictures let's just leave that to everyone's imagination <laughs> shall we alright so this is after the show number 94 and this week we're looking at the movie Up on Blu-ray Blu-ray disc this is we got this about two weeks early so it's not available yet but it will be in a couple of weeks Tuesday the 10th of November to be exact um, it's a 2009 movie and it's a 2009 Blu-ray release obviously um, and it's from our friends at Disney and you're going to tell us what it's about Okay, first of all, the 10th isn't two weeks away. That's 10 days, but close enough. Close. And I will... Uh, funny that this, this movie is about the deep connection of a happily married couple. <laughs> and we're married, and I like to pick on you and whatnot. What is it about? Huh? Oh, my word. It's about moving on, basically. <laughs> but in that concept is an old man... Lives his life, and then at some point, because of changes that are happening, 
ties a bunch of balloons to his house and is going to move that house to a place where he and his wife had always dreamed of moving it, or moving to, and along the way he comes across his little party of friends and loved ones who he did not want or expect. And I cried almost all the way through. It's not sad, That's but the I synopsis. Did cry. Let's stop there. <laughs> okay, so the movie, the movie itself... I mentioned last week, it's a Pixar movie. It's Pixar's new movie. This, you know, the latest one. Wall-E being the last one, which I loved. I think you loved as well. Apart Mostly. from you didn't really like the fat people in it. Correct? <laughs> fat, fat girl, skinny guy. He didn't like the fat. <laughs> I think that kind of uh, dummies down exactly my opinion of the whole idea, but fair enough. Correct. So um, this one, this one's the new one. Oh, we hadn't seen it theatrically. This is the first time we've seen it. I really liked it. It's not my favourite Pixar movie. But, that being said, I really like when they don't... Like, at the beginning of this Blu-ray, for instance, there's the trailer for the 2010 Pixar movie, which is Toy Story 3. And the 2011 Pixar movie has already been announced. It's Cars 2. Now, I said to you, sequels are all well and good. But I've really liked the last... I mean, Wall-E especially. Just a whole new... Wall-E was very... One of my favourites because of the way it was played out. With hardly any talking. And it was just very different to me. I find this one really different too. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's really deep. As in a guy on the disc actually said, this is quite a deep movie. And I totally agree with him. It is not your straight up kids movie. Even though it can be seen in that way. But there's so much more to it. The kids, it will go past kids, I think. But I think it depends on their life circumstance. Yeah, it does. But it, and it touches on different things, like a kid who's not particularly a kid loved. of divorce, and yeah. you know, an old man who's looking back over life, maybe didn't fill every promise he wanted to keep. Yeah, and it's pretty you much know? too late for some of those. And, and like you said, it was sad. Oh. In Makes fact, cry to in fact the best part of the entire movie, for me, is the first... It's actually the first ten minutes of the movie. Maybe just a little bit more than ten minutes. But it's it starts with the um, old man, who's the hero of the piece. It starts with him as a child. And goes all the way through from him being a child to being a... Old man. Old, you know, senior citizen, as the... Um, but we know dialogue it's just music and moments from his life patched together there's a little bit of dialogue it, in the very beginning and then it's like a movie in itself like I, and it's so powerful i think that part that it resonates with you the entire time like even at the end i was thinking of that completely all the time like i was thinking you know cuz if they did you know say it just started with an old man cuz this is if you if you ignore that part, there's an old man who's in a house. The typical thing you've seen before. He's it's not. He's an old man who's not going to move out, and they want to build a motorway through his. Well, land they want to develop his yeah, land, and he's not moving. So everybody's moved, but there's the old man and a, and a building site. You know, you've seen this story before. Now it could have started there, and then the old man took off in the balloons, but. And you have hints of why he's doing it or whatever, but having seen it, that whole thing. And the thing about it, like you said, it gets in you so much. And I don't know that it'll get in everyone. And I am quite cynical. You are hopeless romantic. Like, absolutely hopeless romantic, which is lovely. 
I think it would. I think that if you've ever people. felt anything in your life, even if you hide it and you pretend you never have, you've loved and lost, you've want to love somebody, it's going to. And I am not a you know that it's you know fluffy what? kind of person, but it gets in your mind. It could even be you apply it to other people. I apply it to my grandparents' life. I apply it to my young nieces and nephews who I think of all the life they have to live and all the things they may or may not get done because the, of the thing that came to me was I applied it immediately, and it's not really a thing to my mother who I didn't spend any time with hardly, and then she died. It was that for me, you know, instantly. Like, right. so anybody will have a connection. It might not just be that. Right, but right. What I like to what I like about that opening, for instance, is like it's ten minutes of absolute kind of highs and lows of life. Right. It's really quite a tough watch. You know, it's not like um, you're crying now. <laughs> it's not like a. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's not like a um, easy watch. It's kind of tough. So what I really like about Pixar, and I think they did it in Wally too, because Wally has a, a strange opening that doesn't immediately sell the movie, like because it's like really what's happening for the first ten fifteen minutes. You know, it's kind of slow. This one, you know, it's a tough way to open a movie because I I see the opening really like as where the old man's in the you know after all that part. Mm-hmm. If you took all that off the beginning, it wouldn't be a better film, but it would still work also. But you would never. Yeah, I'd feel... Yeah, you wouldn't be sitting there the whole time remembering. And if it floods all those thoughts into your mind as an adult. Thinking of all the people and all the emotions that wrapped up in that. And you're carrying that through the whole story. Hmm. It's kind of a massive trick of the mind. And you know me. I don't like people messing with my mind. But in this case, it's like I am absolutely... I have no control over it. I can't sit there and go, okay... Put that out of my mind and get on with the fun stuff. It's not. It doesn't work that way. Everything that happens, every motivation for each of those people, is all tied up with that first part. I and also, even though it's a, you know, it's an animation and there's funny parts and there's crazy animals. And yeah, this isn't a total like, downer. I mean, oh it's, no, it's my actually, God, it's the opposite. Yeah, See, yeah. I'm the opposite of that. When you start thinking of heavy, and if I say I've cried for two hours, it's because it's like, a, um, what's it called? Like affirmation or something of. I don't know what it is. It just sort of lit. Well, that's the name of the movie, isn't it? It just lifts you up and puts a little bit of sternness in your mind about maybe now, maybe today I'll be. I won't give my husband quite as much crap. Nice. <laughs> For maybe you should a watch day. that every day. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you get out of it? What? Did you get anything similar out of it? Yeah, I will get. Uh, you won't give me as much crap today. <laughs> Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> that's very right. You know what? I also picture... This is kind of funny. Like, well, it's not really funny. But I picture a, a father or a mother taking the kids to see this movie. And then the kids being absolutely distraught after the first ten minutes. Like, right. crying their eyes out and never... They can't... They can't recover. So they can't see. I don't think kids identify so much unless the life circumstance has They might if the grandparents just died or something. Um, I'm not even sure because you have to have a pretty big scope of... Hmm. Of regret... And not doing things you would have, you planned to do in your life. I mean, I do think that comes into it as an adult. Now, interestingly enough, um, on the extras, this, the whole first ten minutes, which I'm raving about, is the best part of the film, in my opinion. Totally the best part. It was, a, it was actually kind of different. We're going to talk, talk about that with We're going to talk it later, but what I'm saying is, 
this almost was a completely different movie. Oh, completely. Yeah, it wouldn't have been anywhere near as good. Because we'll talk about it in a minute. But there is a different beginning. Which isn't the one that is amazing. Right. That's what all I'm getting at. Anyway, after the sadness and stuff, the story picks up with um, Carl Fredrickson. That's his name, right? And uh, a little boy scout. <laughs> and it's kind of b- bizarre. and bizarre. Of course it's bizarre. Yeah, it's, it's a man who ties enough balloons. A balloon guy who's obviously... Had experience with balloons. Right. Ties enough balloons to his house that it lifts it off its foundation and he's going to South America to put it on this high peak where he and his wife had wanted to always go. And so that's it. I mean, that's it. And then there's your standard... You just either believe it or you don't. There's your adventure things along yeah. the way. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, nothing, you either go totally... with it or you don't. And if you sit there all the time thinking to yourself, oh, God, that's such bullshit, then you know what? You just You shouldn't jerk. be watching this jerk. <laughs> and, and the thing You're is, I was, I was just looking on IMDb, IMDb for <clears throat> some of the people's names. And, you know, every time I go to IMDb and we've just watched a movie that's really cool or whatever, there's like a, a part where it'll say, like, errors in the movie. Mm-hmm. And people nitpicking the crap out of it. Oh, and, my God. And there's people, like, saying, there's no way that many balloons could lift out. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, like, like uh, not only that, but do you not think Pixar thought of that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they would have done so... I'm not saying that it's reality. I'm saying that it's do you not... think that that didn't occur to them to give it enough of the illusion just to get you... Just to get you there. I mean, we're talking animation. There's somebody on IMDb who said the movie was ruined for him when sails came out of the balloon, of the the sides of the house, because everybody knows that balloons and sails don't work. It doesn't work like that. (laughs) If you're a physicist or whatever. Oh, yeah, that really bothered me, too. Yeah, exactly. And, you know. In fact, I love the sails. I thought it was one of the best parts of the whole house. But it ruined the movie for this guy. Uh, I just feel sorry for him. (laughs) How could you get to that point in the movie and let that ruin it for you? Oh my god, I'm just turning this off. Those sales are ridiculous. Anyway. Basically what we're saying then, that physicists have no heart. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, that must be a miserable way of looking at things, right? You know, oh crap, look at that, that's not right. Well, you know, I have, you know, we all have those moments where you catch something in a movie and you go, oh god, but... Like me with the dogs in this movie. That was one if that's of those, I like, want to mention the that dogs. Was, that one's the kind of like, okay, so we're reading their thoughts through their throat. But I didn't care. I, um... I just, you know, and I'm not a dog person, animal person, so I didn't identify with that whole thing anyway, that he took his dogs and... If there's something I didn't like about this movie, it was the dogs. Me too. I don't know why, because they were fine. Anyway, let's explain. They're dogs with collars on that uh, make them speak, right? Well, no, because they don't bark. No. It's like it's reading their mind. Yeah. I didn't get now, that. No, it's pretty funny. It, it, there's some funny situations from it. Not the not the baddie dogs, for instance. Like, there's a good dog called Doug. I love when he's like... You know, stuff that you think is going through a dog's mind when it's running out of ball and it's like... You know, I think, I think my personal feeling of dogs... There's some weird, like, thing in the mind where they're, like, going, I'm going to go for the ball. Where's my ball? Where's my treat? Where's my... They're like that. You know, they're, like, freaking out all the time. Like, that's why they're running around and their tongues are hanging out, you know. Right. And Doug kind of has that mannerism, doesn't he? Yeah. um, Like, he says some really funny things. And it's funny, you know, if he didn't speak, it would be If you were a dog person, I think you'd find it funnier than I do because I'm not. And the evil dogs, which were, like, baddie dogs... I didn't find them particularly menacing at all, like, you know, because no. they were just dogs. Like, they're, oh, okay. They were. But us saying that, we're not nitpicking as in that ruins it. It's just like, oh, well, that's just one of those things that you just... 
you know, I understand that from my perspective, it doesn't. I just didn't find it dogs didn't that ruin menacing. The movie for no, me. no, not at all. Well, I mean, they were supposed to be menacing, but I never found them that menacing. Um, because if you're an old man and a little boy, a big gang of dogs that want to yeah. attack you would seem. Innocent. But you're in, you know, they're in like. Um, where are they? Uh, South South America. South America. You know, there's more interesting things than a pack of yeah, domestic-looking dogs. You know, like there's lots of stuff. That's what I yeah, was. Yeah, I felt like it was a bit. Why dogs? Exactly. Well, because that guy. I know. Yeah, but I'm, what I'm saying is, could have made it a bit more. He could. Yeah, if he was genius enough mm-hmm. to make a collar that reads their throat. I don't know what it reads. <laughs> then he Something. could surely have gotten an exotic group of animals. Because these were pretty the much domestic principle. dogs we were talking here. Like they all were, yeah. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, no wild dogs from the jungle or anything. No. It's not not that kind of thing. In fact, you only get to see one wild animal in the jungly place. The bird. Yeah. Yeah, and I really like the bird. We're not nitpicking, are we? No. Okay. And there's a bird in here that I really like. Yeah. And I ah! generally felt sad for this bird at one point. Yeah. Like I was like, <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. It was real sad. <laughs> So yeah, they were, oh my god, we're really sappy. Well, they say pulling at your heartstrings kind of movie, right? And Wally was too. Pulling maybe at not your heartstrings, and at the same time kicking you up the jacksie, as you would say, or someone in your country would say, about just get. There's gonna be things in life that just drag you down, right? And what's the opposite of that? Up. Spirit of adventure. Spirit of adventure, and you do have to move through it. Don't get over it because that's I, I don't like that phrase necessarily, but then you go on, you keep going, and that's what I think is the the heart of it is like yes, this is a chapter and that's a chapter and this is a thing and time for a new adventure in your life. You don't cling to the things that can drag you down. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, they're very clever. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's Pixar geniuses. <laughs> Anyway, before we go on to the cast... I like, thought, no one's ever thought of that concept No, ever. never. There's not, not a billion movies just with that Pixar. concept. Um, before we go on to the cast, I wanted to say, um, and I think this is true for any uh, animated feature, Bolt was the last one we saw. Bolt was awesome. Yeah, also. And also had a similar type. Well, it had a message of... Yeah. The, and it, well, that wasn't a Pixar movie, just let me say. Um, but what I'm saying is, Blu-ray and these kind of movies, I think they're made for each other. I've said it before. Totally. They're the best... I mean, they just look incredible. And by us not seeing it in the theater, we didn't miss anything. No. I mean, in fact, I think it was awesome to see it the, close and personal, but yet huge on the wall and without people and without seats in front of us and without lines on the screen. I think it would have taken away from the absolute brilliance that it... Oh, my stomach's growling. Because <laughs> I do think that Pixar... Every single one that they do gets a little bit better, like, technologically. Like, oh, yeah. how the animation looks. Because this one, and this is what I noticed all the time, and it's really amazing. Now, they're kind of... Every, every character in this movie is kind of disfigured, like... Um, they're not standard-looking people. Carl's They've head got big square, heads and, and squished. And the kid's really round. Yeah, and... now, they add, like, a translucent thing to their skin, so... What I was saying is the movie's really well lit because they're mainly in the daytime, real bright sunshine and clouds and blue skies. And when they're talking to each other, you know, like, if I'm stood outside, your skin kind of is kind of semi-see-through, isn't it, because of the sunlight. There's a lot of that sunlight behind the skin all the time, and it was amazing looking. I was like, I kept concentrating on it. You could see all the veins. Oh, I never noticed. 
It was, it was always when they were backlit, so you could kind of, you know, if I put my hand up to a lamp, you know, when you kind of see through yeah. the hand, that's what it kind of looked like. They'd added that to the skin. It made it look really real and unreal at the same time, because they kind of looked doughy, like Right, because you realize when you try to make humans look like humans, it doesn't work. When you do CGI people, I mean... They've tried it on other Pixar yeah. movies. And you just have to then go, okay, we're going to do caricature... And it's give better. you every movement, every emotion, every detail that, as humans looking at each other constantly for throughout our whole lives, we identify with. And then, you know, just change the shape enough so it's cartoony and not trying to shove down your throat that this is a believable human. And it's perfect. I mean, you don't... I don't have a problem with that. When, you, when someone tries to make him look... You can't really do that, can no, you? No, because we're too... We know. We're like the experts on human behavior and movement and stuff, so I mean, when you try to... Like Final Fantasy. It looked good and everything, but yeah, it looks odd. Yeah, like video games when you're... Excuse my chair from cracking, but um, like in video games, when you get it almost, it's almost there, and yet there's just that one weird thing with an arm or that... The you hip, know what? You the can't even say rotate. exactly what it no, is. It's, it's like, like there's a deadness in the eyes or yeah. whatever, but in this, because they take it like... Like claymation, kind of, but then yeah, that, that's one of the things about up. I almost felt like I could pick them up. Oh, they yeah. were like little figures. Like they were so well, they just looked like that house was like a model house. Oh, there's no awesome. models involved. It's just like I don't, want, I don't want things for movies very often, but a little model of that house would be awesome. Yeah, with the balloons. Yeah, um, you probably can get. I'm it. sure you can. Um, hint, hint. Birthday. So what I was getting at my is, birthday next week. What I was getting at was my favorite. Blu-ray of last year was Wall-E for picture quality and video, and I think Up, <laughs> along with Wizard of Oz for this year, are two of the most stunning ones you can have. Like, I mean, th- this is pristine. I mean, it's a 2009 movie again. There's no, there's no nothing. In fact, there's a part at the beginning that's supposed to look old, yeah. and that part looks old. It's got hairs in the projector and all that kind of stuff. But the, it looks amazing. Sounds amazing. I don't think you can go wrong with a Pixar movie if you want to show Blu-ray off to somebody. Um, and another good thing, and I think Disney also the kings of doing Blu-ray discs. They do good games on their discs if there's an extra. <laughs> I mean, they actually work well. And secondly, all their extras are in high definition, which I really like as well. You know, instead of going like, here's the movie in high definition and here's a load of VHS quality extras like some of the movies we get do. So yeah. Overall, there's a Blu-ray. It's great. So also four discs, which I didn't mention earlier. One is a Blu-ray disc of the movie with a couple of extras. Second one is a Blu-ray disc with a lot of extras and a game. The third one's a DVD of the movie. If you don't... Well, if you do have a Blu-ray player and you also have a DVD player, you can play it in both. And the fourth one is a digital copy. And... What was the? I was looking at the prices for this. Uh, this is really odd. It ranges anywhere from forty. Ranges to from thirty-five dollars down to twenty dollars um, for the same thing for the blue for the same disc uh, for the four-disc Blu-ray edition. I saw it at thirty-three dollars on DVD Empire, about twenty-four dollars on Amazon, and twenty dollars on Walmart. So shop around because you might even get it cheaper than that if you look. So. um Let's move on to the cast, and I didn't put many people down because it's mostly vo- it, well, it is voices. What am I talking about? Uh, so Edward Asner plays Carl Friedrichsen, who you you know this guy, right? Mm-hmm. 
What's he from? He's not from Taxi. Lou. Lou, that's what yeah. he's from. Yeah. He was Mary Tyler Moore's boss. And I um, recognised his voice, like... I didn't know who it was until just now. See, and I did. <laughs> I kept thinking, I kept, who is that? Who is that? I could and see his face, but I didn't know his now name. Now I can, but yeah. I didn't know. So yeah, he played... And Calfrey... did awesome. Yeah, really good. And there's a lot of... Like I say, he doesn't talk at the beginning. Well, when he when he does start talking, he's really good, you know. And he he's got he's a lot wise, you know. He's kind of old, bit grumpy, you know. But he's got that compassion thing going on. Yeah. Then there's a uh, Christopher Plummer as Charles Muntz, who is the oh right, who is the uh, bad guy. Um, you know who that guy yep. is. Who is he? I can picture him in my mind. I can too. But. He's a famous guy, Christopher Plummer. I'm sure people will tell us who he is. Um, he's been in hundreds of things. I just Who's that other guy, the most famous guy in the world? Bruce Willis. <laughs> um, Jordan, the guy, is Russell, a young dude. He plays the little boy. And Very fi- nice. Yeah. And finally, uh, Bob Peterson is Doug, who plays the dog. Was that, I thought it was that guy I don't like, necessarily, from movies. Nowadays. It was Bob Peterson, who is actually the co-director of the movie. Oh, I thought it was that guy. He's fat, now he's skinny, you not like that him. Not guy, no. <laughs> um, and this movie's directed by... The guy who's not the most famous guy in the world. Yeah, this movie's directed by Pete Doctor and Bob Peterson, who played Doug. Um, and Pete, they directed Monsters, Inc. That was the other um, Pixar awesome. one. And, and they've been writers on quite a few, The Incredibles and stuff. Um, but they directed and wrote this one. Um, the Doctor guy? D-O-C-T-E-R, is that how you suppose him? He's a tall guy. Yeah, he's he a is. tall, thin guy. Yeah, and we've seen him before in other Pixar, yeah. Pixar extras. I don't know which ones, because we've seen them all. But I see, every time a Pixar person pops up, I'm like, yeah, I know that one. But there's a couple in this one where I was like, oh, no, I've That's why when before. you started to go to the extras disc, I'm like, mm, you know, we've probably seen, in essence, all of these things. Other than maybe, like, the deleted scene or whatever, stuff like that. But if it's a making of, we're going to see them with storyboards. We're going to see them working out the story. We're going to see their cubicles. We're going to see people at computers for long hours, blah, blah, blah. I get it. Like I said, what did I want to see? I want to see the data center <laughs> yeah. where they do all the crunching of all the data and get the rendering of the... But we don't ever get that, so... Anyhow, uh, talking of extras, let's uh, have a look at the extras. Uh, so I, I like this um, cover. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like how these stick, uh, stickers over covers. It gets on my nerves. Like, this says four disc combo pack I mean why wouldn't that be on the plastic um yeah why wouldn't they just put it on in there no I mean why not put it on the plastic wrap yeah on the plastic wrap exactly why on the thing maybe it peels off let me see Uh, nah you can never get it off properly I bet I can it leaves that film um so disc one um is the blu-ray includes the feature film and it also includes something called Doug's special mission which is like a Pixar always do one of these it's a five minute feature like a like a little mini movie, and it's very um, uh, Roadrunner Coyote kind of movie. I kind think of it was pretty short. funny to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's, the, it's about the dogs. Yeah. So it, and I, like I said, I didn't like the dogs. Well, I like them in this better than in the movie. It's, kind it's of, yeah. It's why more Doug is the rejected little kind of uh, yeah. gomless dog. And it's a five minute thing. And then the other thing, which is a tradition with Pixar movies, is uh, the movie that shows in the theatre before you go and see up, and that is uh, Partly Cloudy, which I thought was ama- I thought it was really, it was really amazing. Good. In fact, that was. <laughs> At you first, know, I was like, okay, and then I no, was I like, really oh, the it. idea is really nice. And um. You know, I often like these small ones before, and there's been a lot of them that I like, but this is one of my favourite. I just like the idea. It's about 
where babies come from. The stalk. And that the uh, clouds make babies, little cute kittens and doggies and babies. But then there's one little darker cloud down a little bit lower. And, you know, somebody has to make the unlovable babies. Like and somebody also and has to deliver them. Right. And some poor stork has to deliver the uh, really the funny. sharks. And the and it was really sweet. And, and I, I thought, I always think they're working through something in the main movie. Clouds, for example. There's a storm. Someone comes across that and says, let's yeah. uh, flesh that out a little bit or something. Or, like, this is the thing they do first to try and concept the clouds. Right. Or, or, you know, make this is how we're going to make things look. Because it kind of looks a bit... It's got a bit of up to it, hasn't mm-hmm. it, you know? Um, and then there is uh, Cine Explore, which is... This is um, like a picture-in-picture documentary within the movie that you can watch where they'll... Sh- Right. talk you through now it lasts the entire length of the movie so if you really want to dig in deep with a, they do these on all the new Disney movies and uh, they're pretty good features I think um, and then there's the many endings of months which is basically alternate versions of what happens to the bad guy let's just say that don't yeah. spoil it <laughs> um, and then there's this too which is uh it's a bunch of stuff, but first off, it's the Global Guardian Badge Game, which is a multi-layered geography game powered by BD Live. Now, <laughs> BD Live wasn't available because we've got this a bit early, so it wasn't switched on. So we played the game without the uploading the leaderboards or whatever scores. Right. Um, and we realized that we don't know much about geography. I know more about America than you know about Europe, yeah. so I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. I don't know where Rhode Island and Vermont are. Necess- I know they're over up there. And so I know let's explain so many is- people who are listening to this are going <laughs> to be shaking their heads going, yeah, I know where Maine is, right? I know New York. Probably, uh, that's kind of narrowing it down to the specifics. And then everything else is shoved up there. Then the rest of the country, I can kind of work it out. Yeah. <laughs> you know so what this is is like a java power game works really well it's real smooth it's not like a crappy dvd game from the past it's a proper blu-ray game it's like it's i've seen really nice, i've seen right? our nephew play in a facebook yeah. game it's very similar to it yeah, it's like just a big cartoon quiz. map it's yeah. got a few um like uh landmarks on it and it's got an arrow with a little balloon and you drag it around and it has the name of the state or the country at the bottom and you then pick it out and you get it right or wrong you know what it's an absolutely valuable extra because if you've got your kids and you want to sit as a parent and after you've watched the movie play this game and it's in the spirit of up because it uses the balloon and the little boy's voice is over the top and it's actually quite detailed because it's not just like a few questions. It's everywhere. It's the can, whole world. The whole world, yeah. So you And you can save where you're up to. You can teach your kids geography. Yeah, because you can go to Africa <laughs> and learn all the states of Africa, all yeah, the countries all, of Africa. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's an actual really worthy extra because cause it's in the spirit of the movie. It would keep kids interested. Plus it inspires me to now go to the and world try map. And figure yeah, because out. you know what? I've lived 40 years and I... <laughs> almost 42 and I don't know where shit is no and I figure you know what in this day and age yeah I may not go to every place on the planet but when I hear a word or see it in a movie I've never placed things in my mind on the globe and I don't know why that seems important but it's nice to just be able to pinpoint stuff and so I might have you know that inspires me to learn some so that's the global guardian badge game and why it's the badge game is it's based on the badges that the Boy Scouts win. Right. So you win the badge. Because Russell is trying to get his help assist the elderly badge. Correct. 
<laughs> the one Badgie doesn't have. <laughs> so now the um, second. What did you say? When I'm done, you're going to feel so assisted. <laughs> yeah. The second feature is uh, Married Life, which is an expanded character backstory, which is a alternate look at the beginning of the movie, the part that we like so much. It's not not better. No. But it's different. Different. In fact, it involves the the couple punching each other for the whole of their lives. As so a funny thing. Basically, mutual spousal abu- abuse. <laughs> right. Feature. Which, you know, other people go, <laughs> why does that sound like a big deal? You're all too sensitive. But you know what? Every, people punching each other all the time, I don't find it cute. I liked I liked when the guy from Pixar said, oh, we, so we mocked up all this storyboard, and it was this, the, you know, it's not just punching. It's like a... Like when they're Love little tops. kids, when Love they're little kids. Well, when they're little kids, it it's shows actually, them they like punch each other back and forth, back and forth. Because they always disagree. And as, and right, and as they grew, then they'd punch each other in the arm for affection, like. Well, and, then, and then, well, kind of like a love taps thing. I guess that's what it they were getting. Like it. it was but, like boom. But boom. they said they played it, and the whole room was quiet and kind of horrified. <laughs> and then they went and changed it. Yeah, and then he's like, I guess they <laughs> thought that, it was know. too violent. Yeah, you reckon? <laughs> So that was we can make a joke about people dying and stuff, or make a story about it, but let's not joke about punching each other in the face. It was um, pretty funny that they were kind of like surprised that people yeah. would say, oh, that's we don't like that very much. It makes me wonder what his marriage is like. Anyway, it was good that that never came about because it changed into something completely better than that. Um, and then on the second Blu-ray disc, there's eight documentaries, which even though it says eight documentaries, I wouldn't call them documentaries because they're like ten minutes a piece. It's, like, I don't Some know. of them are like two minutes. Yeah, so they're more like featurettes. I would. Uh, I think documentaries is selling it a bit. Yeah, they're yeah. interviews and just explaining things. Each and- part, like a, one will show you how they came about with the house and the balloons. Right. One will be... Which was good. Really how good. they developed the characters, you know. And so it goes through each part of the film. It's not like a... See, with a Pixar movie, you can't have on-the-set stuff or anything like that. So it's more just people talking in front of the computer. And showing them taking the the woman making the actual physical model of a little of the house and them taking it out. They just go out. On, they've got like this balcony on the side of their office building, and they're setting it in the sun with all their digital cameras. Some of which don't look any more expensive or fancy or as fancy as mine, even. And taking like practice shots and from different angles and I like that. I mean, I think that's pretty fascinating to think of the details and that is the house I want. The one she made. Yeah, right. Well, maybe she can send you that. <laughs> um, and that's it for the... Well, that that's the meat of the extras. Yeah, it adds up to more than what it sounds like yeah, if you spent the time. There's one 30-minute Well, if you spend the time watch. and you actually watch the movie with the Cine Explore turned on. Right. I mean, that's two versions of the movie you can see. Um... And then this three is the DVD, which features the movie, plus all the extras from the first Blu-ray disc, which is the shorts and stuff. Good. But the second disc is exclusive to Blu-ray. And then the fourth disc is the digital copy for your um, iPod slash laptop. In fact, they always show you now an iPhone and a laptop. Mm. Um, so oh, overall, yeah, this movie would just be fantastic on, on, on an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. So overall, oh, I think you, it's a good package. Can you output from an iPhone to something? No. Like no. a big screen of any kind? Uh-uh. No. Genius so, then. I'd watch. love to watch it on a two inch screen. Yeah. Well, if that's the only way you can, if that's how you've got it and you're on an airplane or something, maybe. Yeah, true. Um, but anyway, it's a, a really good package all around. Movie's really good. It, it And like I said, you can pick it up for $20, the four disc edition, Blu-ray and DVD. I think it's totally worth it. Mm-hmm. One of the 
for me, one... I don't know, didn't know whether I'd like it or not, but there again, I'm usually sucked in once it's a Pixar thing. You are. I can't think of a Pixar one that I disliked. Can you? Not disliked, but I wasn't as much in love with Wally as everybody else. See, Wally was one of my favourites, along with my favourite, A Bug's Life. Oh, yes. A Bug's Life, to me, is simply the best one. Absolutely. Finding Nemo's pretty good, too. <laughs> it's really hard. To uh, pick a best one, isn't it? Or a favourite one, because they're all... Do you think Disney are the ones responsible for us all being too sappy and romantic? No. They kind of tweak that, don't they? And make you just... Really? They do old-fashioned values Do we as humans feel things. those things automatically? Or are we just taught all this romance and love and taught, shit? Taught, probably. Oh, then I'm giving up on it. <laughs> I don't right. care about anybody anymore. So, in conclusion, I highly recommend Up. Um, and do you? Yes. And it's, yes. And, yes. Uh, so yes. Three yes, four yeses. <laughs> and uh, so thanks to Disney for the uh, Blu-ray disc, and it'll be available in ten days. You'll be able to get a copy in ten days. Um, so contest for this week, you can go to the site and check. There's a few contests available. I can go to the site and win. Yes. Awesome. Uh, next week's DVD is question mark question mark question mark, which will be a lot of fun. And, but you have noted that it will be Blu-ray. <laughs> yes. It's question mark question mark question mark on Blu-ray disc. I haven't heard be, that one. I've heard of triple X, never triple question mark. It will be fun and great. Um, so movie recommendations for this week. Um, you know, I can usually say, oh, I, I was going to name some Pixar movies, but I've done that before with other Pixar movies, so I decided not to. It's a little bit inbreeding there constantly. So my um, recommendations for this week are, and why, my first one is Bridge to Terabithia, which is a Disney movie. Well, it's a Walden Media movie. Mm. like a, It was made by the Narnia people, but plowed by Disney from a couple of years ago. Um, it was a surprise hit for me because like, it's not really my kind of movie, yet I really liked how it was done. I mean, and, it, and it's not amazing or anything. In fact, it's a very small idea. Well, the idea is quite big, but it's a small movie. That's what I'm getting at. Um, and the reason I picked it is it, it's like an adventure... It reminded me of this movie, of an adventure, you know, and, like... With the heavy emotion involved. This, yeah, well, I didn't want to mention that, but yes. <laughs> and then, secondly, I chose um, No Country for Old Men. And you, do you know why? I didn't ask. I figured you'd explain. Because there's an old man in this movie. There's no old man in that movie, apart from Tommy Lee Jones, I guess. But, old men. Get me? Old men. Yeah, but are you just taking the piss, or are you actually recommending it? I'm recommending No Country for Old Men. It's one of my favourite movies of all time. And how does that relate to this movie? It doesn't relate to this movie. It's just an old man in this movie, and it's got old men in the title, that's it. What I'm saying is, if you have, like, five kids, and you're going to go out and get up, don't get No No Country for Old Men. (laughs) 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 Don't make it a matching set. Bridge to Terabithia, and up, fast. Yes. No and country if the kids men, go to for bed, yourself when, yeah, to when bed. the kids go to bed, then you can watch Amazing it. movie, Coen Brothers, Absolutely. Oscar winner, say no more. Floors you. Yeah. It so. is about the passage of time and life and stuff too, because so, his thing yeah. is, things have changed so much. Yeah, it actually is. Um, an yeah, old no, man I, contemplating. I've seen it. And mine are, and I was trying to think of a movie, or any movies, that gave me the same, oh my god, you know, you, you love someone and life goes on and something happens and uh you know, that sen- that really sentimental thing about how do you let go. I've seen my grandmother have to do it after my grandfather died, and it must be difficult. 
are there other movies like that? And for some reason, the first movie that came into my mind is sort of the opposite of that about Schmidt. Because in About Schmidt, Jack Nicholson, the most famous person in the well, second most second famous Second most famous, famous Bruce Willis. Um, you know, it's kind of the opposite thing. He's like, what was I, what was I, you know, there's not a lot of sentimentality there about a marriage, a long-term marriage, no. and then he's on his own. It's kind of the opposite, and yet still looking, trying to sort of reconcile something about a very boring, mundane life, and now getting old, you know, that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. and that's really good. It's one of those kind of quirky, close to independent Oscar feeling. Winning, I, I think, I think, I don't remember. So, about Schmidt, and the other one was, what movie, do I have ever felt that in a couple where the husband loved the wife so much, and not at the same stage of life, but that if you look at them down the road, would this happen? And I think as good as it gets with Dennis Quaid and uh, Marge Helgenberger. Yours says in good company over there. Yeah. What'd I say? As good as it gets. Oh, in good company. I wasn't even reading it. <laughs> in good company. As good as it gets is something with That's Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> that was good too. Yeah. But in good company. Yes. Dennis Quaid. I've seen that one. And Marge Helgenberger. Was that her name? Yes. Duncan something? Um, it's actually a really good it's film. It's awesome. Didn't, I didn't uh, want to like it. The, it grew Yes, on it was one of those. But their marriage, Scarlett their relationship. Johansson. Yes, she's secondary to me. Their relationship and his devotion to his family in sort of a non-overbearing but completely understanding his role is to keep this. He just loves them all completely. Yep. And then when the wife does have sort of a crisis and he comes to the hospital and it's like that moment gave me the feeling that in 20 years or 30 years, if she is gone, he's going to be this guy, Fredrickson. Or Fredericks. Whatever his uh, name is, um, Carl. Unless throw and in as good, really good. as good as it gets. Also. <laughs> as good as it gets, good, but in good company is better. Yeah, it's we, not Dennis Quaid, is it? Yes, yeah, it, it is. is Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Randy Quaid. <laughs> no, Dennis. I'm having a mental breakdown, I think. Randy Quaid, Jack Nicholson. And in good company, Jack Nicholson and Bruce Willis. <laughs> Most famous man in the world. No, no. he's not He's not in that one. No, no. Okay. So, uh, games and Ace Scully stuff for this week. It's been a crazy uh, gaming week, hasn't it? That's all you've talked about. It's been a... Uh, first, let, let's mention first this week. Uh, I mentioned it last week. DJ Hero. So, I got my DJ Hero on Tuesday. I, I... Well, I don't know if I'm biased about DJ Hero, but it's getting good reviews all over. and Everybody was dissing it before it came out, saying, hmm, why would anybody want to play a... Yeah. DJ Hero game because the guitar games are way better than the DJ Hero well I've been a DJ in my life and not that this that matters because I think the skills of this can translate to anybody who's played with the plastic guitar could probably do this after an hour as well I actually the same way that plastic guitar over there relates to a real guitar this relates to a real DJ well actually funnily enough this relates a little bit better than a plastic guitar because the crossfader, which is that little slider, mm-hmm. actually in the game does exactly what a crossfader does for a DJ. Now, obviously, the putting your fingers on buttons and going wick 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 wick. Yeah. That's not like a DJ, but that crossfader and the way the crossfader is used in the game is exactly like you would use it in real life. So, I think this translates more than the plastic guitar because the plastic guitar doesn't translate in any way. You don't strum a piece of right. plastic up and down and you don't press buttons on a guitar do you, you it's a lot more it. complicated That's about it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so 
I personally think, and the peripheral is really awesome, I think, the um, the turntable. Um, the DJ Hero, for me, I almost feel like if I pick up another Guitar Hero game, I feel like I've took a step backwards. Wow. Because this is an actual... The play mechanic is actually much more interesting. To you know? You. Yeah, because there's the... And the music. Let's not forget And the music's bias. really awesome. That's one of the main reasons you're biased. I'm not a big fan of... I like electronic music more than I do guitar music. Right. I always have. Um, and I was raised on, you know, classic rock and roll. Yeah. And now, I'm not mega into rap, and there's quite a lot of rap in this, but it's the kind of rap that I actually kind of like. Like, old school LL Cool J, um, the Beastie Boys. You know, I do kind of dig some of that The stuff. origins of rap. Yeah, it's more of that. Like, Grandmaster Flash is in there, and, you know, it's old... Then there's a couple of new ones. 50 Cent is in there and Eminem is in there. But then, you know, a 50 Cent track comes on. And I might not particularly like 50 Cent, but the music that it's mixed with is Tears for Fears, Shout, which I really like. So I think there's something for everybody in there because the game's based on something called mashups where a DJ takes one record and another record and plays them at the same time, but they sound like one track. That's the idea of it. So you could take um, Last Night a DJ Saved My Life from the 70s and mix it with My Name Is by Eminem and it sounds like a new record. They don't just play them at the same time. They actually mix them together. That's that's the deal, yeah. Um, I am not a huge fan of this uh, genre of music. There are certain mashups, as you kids like to call them, that that I get into. But that's, again, that's because I like the songs that are involved and then I like the new take on it. But I wouldn't sit and listen and you showed me DJing videos of people doing this you know and I'm just it just doesn't register with me I appreciate the skill it's obvious it's a skill but you could put three different sets of people in front of me doing it and I'm not going to tell you who's good no one could be complete shit and everybody's going oh my god what crap and this guy over here is a genius and I'm like they sound pretty much the same so you now, know the game though is actually awesome I think the music there's like a hundred tracks which is more than any guitar and you're game. not mixing them together they've put them together already and you're just following you're following the, the cues basically right. the same as guitar you don't get to pick I want to mix this with that it's no. already there and then you just hit go along with it like now, you do in guitar there's guitar. varying levels of difficulty from beginner to expert um, it, it's really interesting because I started playing it on medium because I'm a, I play guitar hero or medium generally, so I thought, well, medium's probably going to be where I'm comfortable. And funnily enough, for the first two hours, I wasn't even getting two stars on any of the songs. And I was like, wow, what am I doing? I just don't... I can't get this. Then something about the three-hour marks, I said to you, something's just clicked because now I can get five stars all the time. So you get to a point. And then I stepped it up to hard last night and played, a, played like five, six, seven songs on hard and got five stars on hard. Now, I can't do that on Guitar Hero. I can't get five stars on hard, because it's too fast. Right. Now, this is pretty fast, but I seem to have a better handle on what's going on. Like Because the music, you're digging the music, I think, and you you understand And you it. know what? Sometimes, I, I know how the song goes, and the crossfader where you switch between the records. So it'll be like, last night a DJ saved my life, and then it'll then Eminem will kick in. And I kind of know when he's going to kick in, and know, without even looking, when to fade over to the other one right. quickly. So there's something in my DJ brain when I used to DJ that gets that. that like, that's why I say it probably translates better than a guitar hero, because 
anybody who's played a guitar. And but imagine guitar. someone like me, who's not into that, never, ever, ever have listened to it in my life, and you put it in front of me. I have no rhythm. For, I have no concept of that. But put me in front of Kiss, Journey, you know, <laughs> Thirty Eight Special, Bon Jovi. Where, I've listened to them so much in my life. Those lyrics and but there again you don't like guitar hero and all them songs are in there i don't like it but if you gave it to me long enough because i identify with them like singing the songs and stuff i i it appeals to me you know so i'm there mentally i'm ready to you know but with that i just it's a hard it's a hard sell i think it'll be a hard sell for the mass but it's been not because it's not good because i can tell it looks really good and the and it's getting really good reviews which i didn't expect i expected most of the mainstream ones to say poo poo you know why are they messing around with this just do a better guitar hero game because guitars are cool and it's fun why do we need this i like the variety i personally think that this will probably take off and next year's guitar hero i bet you will feature the, the, the turntable in the like you'll be able to you know you know like Guitar Hero now has become a band guitar mm. drums microphone I bet you they integrate the turntable because like well, somebody should make a band a game called something like Rock Band or something where there's all kinds of stuff <laughs> well that's what Guitar Hero and Rock Band yeah, yeah Guitar Hero wasn't originally well so now so. yeah now it isn't I'll mention something about that later which is really weird but yeah, anyway uh, DJ Hero it's not cheap. It's like $120 or $200 if you want the Renegade Edition. Which, the Renegade Edition comes with a um, flight case. Like a real flight case to put your uh, turntable and your game in. And that converts into a table. You screw legs onto it and you can perform on it. Right. Now, that's $200, that one, which seems crazy to me. But 120 is enough. I mean... Basically, they're here. They're doing like sixty for the game, sixty for the controller. Which okay, say you're playing in front of your in the living room. You play at your desk. You ex. You get your three sixty hooked up to your monitor at your desk. So you've got you just move your. You'd need it on something there. like so a TV. So say you trip. do it in the living room. Then what? Do you put to get a coffee? Would you get a coffee table or put it on your lap? Or I think it need like that's probably so that what table. that Renegade Edition is all about. Like you know because. It's about imagine right putting it on the coffee table. That wouldn't be comfortable because you'd be all hunched over all no, the time. No, and this is like I play it on my desk, perfect. which is absolutely perfect because it's like where your keyboard would be for typing. So that's where your hands are normally. Um, but yeah, I don't think it'll work very well on your lap because when you're scratching, it'll yeah. be moving all over the place. So yeah, I think you do need something to put it on. Desk seems good, but yeah, maybe that's what that... But, you know, hmm. $80 for a table thing. Yeah. It's a bit pricey. Get a TV tray at a garage sale. Yeah, you probably knocked the TV tray over, wouldn't you, as soon as you started? You're not really moving it that hard, though, are you? Fairly. Mm. Especially when you do the spin. There's like a move in the game where you spin the record backwards and then you catch the buttons. It's a really cool move, actually, because you do that in Real DJ and you spin the record. I love it when you love things. It's very exciting. So when you spin the record backwards, you pretty much some force on that and then you're stopping it. You get into it, don't you? Yeah, and you you know what's really cool? The first few times I did the spin back. Because you've got to spin the record, like, two revolutions back, at least. And then carry on playing. So you've basically got to catch the buttons. Like, because if you catch it wrong and the buttons are, like, off to the side, you can't carry on playing. Now, I thought, that's impossible. How are you going to ever do that? Now, every single time I spin it back, the buttons land exactly in my hand. Does it spin around and still have the electronics to keep those buttons connected? It It is strange. I was thinking of that myself yesterday, like... Would them buttons have wires going to them? They can't, because that spins around. Hmm. I don't know how it works. Genius. Wireless. 
Anyway, that's Genius. DJ Hero. Um, I think it's a really good game. If you like rhythm games, I think if you like Guitar Hero games and you think, oh, DJ Hero, I don't like DJs. I don't like turn to I don't even know what it is. I think you should give it a go. Go to Best Buy and try it out or whatever. I think you might be surprised you'll like it. There's a really easy mode as well where you don't even use the crossfader. You just press the button. Just one button when when the thing comes up. So, you know, you, anybody can play it. Mm. So, um, the other game I've been playing this week, the other big, big game, is the new episode in the Grand Theft Auto series, which is The Ballad of Gay Tony, which is everything I thought it would be. <laughs> now, it's an expansion pack to Grand Theft Auto, not a full Grand Theft Auto game. It's like a 10-hour game, but it only costs $20, so... It's more value than most games that cost 60 is what I'm saying. But um, it's kind of back to the old-school GTA, because... They took a departure with Grand Theft Auto 4, which was Nico Bellic's story, which was like a... kind of like a rags-to-riches kind of... Right, yeah. Well, yeah. it never actually got to riches. It was a rags-to... Rags. Mm. <laughs> climbing like a, a, climbing a ladder. Yeah, but well, this one is like... You start off as this... You're this guy called Louis, who... You're not gay, Tony. You're the guy called Louis, who's like a... Gay Tony's a big nightclub owner in the city. Now, this is cool because these nightclubs weren't actually in Liberty City before. They've been added now. So there's new places to visit. Now, you're Gay Tony's bodyguard slash helper slash monkey boy. You know, Thug. Thug, yeah. Um, so the deal with this episode is it's over the top. It's kind of almost like a Vice City, like a... A Scarface, like, extremes of everything. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's um, one of the missions you're, like, base jumping off a tower. Or, like, stealing a golden helicopter. A helicopter made of solid gold. (laughs) You know, crazy... Just crazy stuff, like, that you might not expect. If you've played the other GTA games, they're quite gritty. Even the the other expansion part, which was about the biker gang, if you remember that Mm -hmm. one. Now, that one was really gritty. You're a biker gang, and it's dirty, and it's... You know, you're just running from the cops and stuff. Now, this one's completely the opposite. I really like it. I'm not, I've not finished it yet. But I think I'm, I'm only... You know what? Because I've been playing DJ Hero so much, I'm only about three or four hours into Gay right. Tony. So I can't, I'll have to tell I'm you. I'm only about three or four hours into Gay Tony. Very nice. Nice. <laughs> That's a good job I didn't say four or five inches into Gay Tony. Right? Oh, my God. All right. Oh, my God. So, um, the... And then another game this week... I like how you can just pretend you didn't even say that. That's classic. Dunno. So, another game I've been playing this week is Forza 3, which is the... I haven't actually played very much of Forza 3 at all, because there's been so many games this week. I've noticed. I will get around to it, though, because I love racing games. It's just going to be one of them ones where, when I've finished... Our nephew's going to be ahead of you. He's already learning how to get the money to get the cars and to use the good car to go back and get the Land Rover, which he's completely obsessed with, apparently, because uh, James May, is that his name, from yeah. Top Gear, <laughs> loves the Land Rover, or whatever it's called. And uh, he's really loving it, he said. Yeah, it's a really good, really good game. Um, it's probably the best racing game of the year. Um, thing is, it involves a big time commitment. Yes. And I'm still playing Borderlands, which is the other game I've been playing this week, which is brilliant. So many good games this year. Borderlands has been... It's very close to one of the games of the year for me. It's the top five. I've got like Resident Evil 5, which was out earlier yeah. in the year. I played through the game four times. It had to be good. We went, we went through it four times. Borderlands... 
it's amazing. It's an RPG and a shooter at the same time. DJ Hero and GTA, both GTA expansion packs came out this year. So what was that one in the thing with the people turning into those monsters on some isolated place, Mars something? Red Faction. Yeah, no, no it wasn't Red Faction. Monsters. Turned into like weird cloth. Oh, Dead Space. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good too. Really good. But yeah, the Dead Space might have been last year though. Maybe. Mm. Um, so that's the games for this week. They're all amazing. It's a really good time to play games right now. I mean, there's stuff in the stores right now that is AAA. You know, this is the best time of the year for games. Next week's games, which will be coming out on Tuesday, and this is first off this Band Hero. Now, can we milk this there hero? We go. Can we milk the hero franchise? Now, this year we've had Guitar Hero Five, Guitar Hero Van Halen, Guitar Hero Metallica, Guitar Hero Aerosmith, DJ Hero, Band Hero is the next week's one. Um, that's six Guitar Hero slash Hero titles in one year. It's a bit crazy. Band Hero. I have no idea why Band Hero exists because Guitar Hero Five was full band as well. So I think maybe they're getting rid I of the guitar. I think they're splitting thing. them up. I think I think next year Guitar Hero Six will not include the band. I think it'll be guitar. I only. think there will be no guitar Guitar Hero Six. It'll See, just be will. guitar uh, he- band hero. I get the feeling there'll be a but specialized guitar game. Band Hero has no ring to it. Rock Band and Guitar Hero or Guitar Legend even now, those have a ring. But now, what's different about Band Hero? Um, and it's out this week is it includes pop songs which Hmm. Guitar Hero doesn't Lily Allen is in there Uh, Blondie is in there Um, there's a couple of country ones there's some Jonas Brothers things like that you know very popular pop but there is also some guitar there's 38 special in there and stuff but I did notice on the track listing that Lily Allen and people like that were in there now Maybe that's the differentiator. Sure. Like they can, so they've got electronic music with DJ Hero. They've got rock and guitar music with Guitar Hero, and then Band Heroes, anything else, country pop. Hmm. So I'm going to play it on Tuesday. We'll see. I mean, I get the feeling I'm not going to like the track listing very much, but there are some songs in Spice Girls. Wannabe is in there. Interesting. <laughs> I don't see Why that not? as anything you can play to. Singing. Hmm? Singing, yeah. That's what I say. I see that as like a karaoke hero or something. I don't know. Anyway, Band Hero is out on Tuesday. And there's also, talking of band games, also out on Tuesday is Lego Rock Band. <laughs> now, here's another. Like, this is the opposite side. So, Rock Band, they did the Beatles Rock Band this year. That was the big rock band for this year. Now, they've got Lego Rock Band, which, as far as I can tell, is basically Rock Band's version of Band Hero. It's pop music. And everybody's looks like a Lego. And it's aimed at younger younger audience. Huh. So yeah, everybody looks like a Lego. So if if there's a Jimi Hendrix, it's a Jimi Hendrix Lego or Right, so you classify Jimi Hendrix as a pop. Well it's not all pop. What I'm saying is there's there's actually Dixie Chicks and there's stuff there's some country and some pop in there. And then there's you know, last week when I said I wish somebody'd make a Queen game. Well, Queen are prominently featured in Lego Rock Band. Hmm. And there's even a Lego Freddie Mercury. Now, that's not really how I wanted to see Queen in a game, but hey. Can't. So, yeah, there's Queen. So, this week, this you probably see the guitar broken out quite a few times because there's two guitar games. And the You're final. You're going to go into, like, Game Overload. 
And I, I'll have to buy nothing for you for Christmas, because you will have had it all. Nice. And then next is, uh, up this week also, is Dragon Age Origins, which is probably a game that I won't play this week, um, because it's a huge 100-hour commitment, I've heard. But it's uh, Bioware's... It's, it's not a sequel to Baldur's Gate, but it's inspired by Baldur's Gate. It's a Bioware's massive RPG. It's like a... It's not a not an EverQuest or a World you of Warcraft. You're an RPG guy. I play RPGs. I played Mass Effect. I play... Um, but anyway, Mass Effect is their next... Mass Effect 2 is out in January, but this is uh, Dragon Age Origins. It's like a medieval mm. RPG, but a single-player one. Not a massively multiplayer one, but... Um, it looks really cool from what I can gather. And Bioware are the kings at making those kind of games. It's, Bioware are the kings of making games where your choices throughout the story make a difference to mm. the story, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like it doesn't play out exactly... My game might be different to yours. So right. they're really good at doing that. So that's the final game. And then the week after, which will be after next weekend, biggest game of the year, I would imagine, um, Call of Duty 6. Modern Warfare 2. That's next week. So, um, yeah, it's gaming crazy. And then after that, I don't believe there are many games. Awesome. I think that's the stopping point there where all the games stop. So um, I think if you get it in the store now, by Christmas they're cheaper, they're going to sell more. So it's not about giving you all a happy gaming time. It's about economics. Oh, it's totally about economics. Um, everything, out there everything is in stores before Thanksgiving Day because pe- people buy it. Be, you know, people want Thanksgiving presents and they want Christmas presents. Thanksgiving presents? Apparently people buy presents at Thanksgiving. I didn't know that, but, like, one of my friends yeah, said... Oh, yeah, isolated we... incident then. Is it? Yeah. But anyway, there's the there's that day called Black Friday where people just go nuts with the money. And that's when they want all their products in the stores, you know? Because they might knock $2 off a game or whatever and you'll pick it up. Right. So, if it's not in the stores by Thanksgiving the games companies think that their product's dead. There's no point putting it out after that until New Year. Now, what I've seen over the last few years is if you put a game out on January the 12th, anywhere between January the 12th and January the 30th, nothing comes out then and people want games because the last game they bought was probably November, right? Or they got them for Christmas and they kind of played them. That's the time to bring a game out in January because... Most people who play games are like, when's a new game coming out? Because January is the time when it's doesn't totally that just different. make Doesn't that make you feel like a puppet? Like, they're just pulling your strings constantly to get your money out of your pocket, and they play you like that. Even d- dictating times of year when they want you to come spend your money. Get I think, you hooked, and I then... think it's totally wrong the way um, gaming is releases are structured, because, like, there's nothing over the summer, and then there's a period of two months where there's, like, 50 games... Where nobody can afford 50 games. Yeah. Um, so why not spread them out constantly over the year? I mean, everybody wants to be in that little pocket there where an average consumer can only come along and buy two of those games probably for Christmas or something. If that. Yeah. I mean, I mean probably a teenager who's into games or whatever could probably get two of those games for Christmas. Maybe if it was DJ Hero, maybe just DJ Hero because right. it's like cost a lot. But, you know, it's not like they can buy all 50 of those games. I mean, you can rent them. Yeah. Which is a good... Or Gamefly, which is a good option. True. Um, but yeah, I think it's all messed up and wrong the way it's um, set out. Anyway, um, that's enough gaming talk. Uh, plenty of games out there for you to go and buy. 
I suggest DJ Hero. <laughs> or GTA. And in two weeks, Modern Warfare. Um, which will probably take up... Modern Warfare is so deep and huge. Last The last Call of Duty game I got, we ended up playing it for six months every single night. So we did, yeah. I think that's probably what's going to happen with this one. So that will be worth the money as well. So what have you got? <laughs> well... After all that, not much actually, because I'm getting hungry. Which is brings us to. Do I get a song or anything? Sit all kind things. <laughs> now that's so lovely. Thank you. Next time I expect some DJ mixing with that. Okay. Wicka 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 woo. <laughs> that's sweet. Okay. Uh, what's for dinner? Chili and rice. That's oh, it. That was my scratching, by the way. Wicka 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 woo. That's how it sounds. So when you claim, because I wasn't there, to have been a DJ, and then someone who's been a DJ listening and you say that your interpretation of is waka 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 woo, it doesn't seem very credible. I'm just saying. Hey, I know the ones and twos. I know how to work the wheels of steel. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> and so that's it. Chili and rice for dinner. And a roasted squash if it's done by the time we're done. And I'm looking forward to the chili and rice. Lots, because that sounds. You know, I'm looking forward to it tonight. Smells good. The new episode of Dexter. Oh yeah, and catching up on these tenders and all those things we do after the show, after the after the show. I was going to say Dexter, good show. Sunday night, Showtime. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Showtime. <laughs> and my other thing is, I've done a couple of new uh, little drawings that I've put on my website, which is sidtalk.com. C i d t a l k. And stuff. SidDuck.com. So you're welcome to go look at them and make comments and hate them. I don't care. Just uh, check it out. That's it. That's all I got. That's it. Okay, so... I'm done. uh, I got nothing else to say. You sound like Tony Soprano. Oh, did you forget to mention your little thing you got over there from the people? uh, Oh, yeah. If you're a member of uh, Club Nintendo, which I am, (laughs) um, you'll probably receive a gift in the mail. I won't tell you what it is. You'll probably receive a gift in the mail within the next couple of days because... I think it's actually a pretty good... It's cute. Re- it's actually, if you look at all the pictures in there, I'm not saying what it is. Yeah. <laughs> they're actually pretty good. I'm going to put it on my desk. And you won that thing, too. Correct. Rappies. Rappies. I actually won a contest. I won two inflatable rappies. Nice. Nobody knows what that is. I don't. Neither do I. <clears throat> but it did come in the mail. And it was inflatable. <laughs> I've not inflated it, though. Nice. Okay, so thanks for listening to the uh, show. Um, now, next week is your birthday, right? Correct. So do we not have a show? Why wouldn't we? My birthday is Saturday. But I'm I going asked to work. you the other week and I said... We can do our normal day. I don't care. I thought you was going with your coming. mother or something. No, I have no plans. No, your mother's here, though. I don't know. She hasn't made plans yet. Right. So, Carol, maybe not. Right? No, definitely. We will never miss a show. Ever, 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 ever. Okay. So just get over that. Well, I was thinking because it was your so birthday. Irritating. You it's irritating. It's irritating. I said it. to you the other week, when we when I schedule a show for the weekend of your birthday, you went, what happens if I don't want to do a show on that day? And I said, well, okay. I was joking. Yeah, I know, but I... I, I <laughs> oh, my God. So, yes, next Sunday there will be one. Of course. Even though... Well, I know you're, you're working on Saturday. Yeah, all right. Alright, so yes, there will be a show next Sunday, and it, the movie will be question mark, question mark, question mark, brackets. I think I should get to choose. Blu ray. Simply because it's my birthday. That's what it will be. So, um, I want to remind you about our websites, aschoolie.com and sidtalk.com. They're the respective websites of me and you. 
Um, you can also catch us on twitter.com slash ascully, twitter.com slash sidtalk. You can go to Facebook. You can go on Xbox Live. You can go to Sid Talk's YouTube channel where mm-hmm. she has some new mini, mini reviews, like a couple which minutes. are based on whatever we review this week. So, yeah. like this week, she'll have an up review when, like in the week or something. In the week, yeah. Um, so right yeah, now, there's go, the last three we've done, so I've got three up there of them. So you can go to Sid Talk's YouTube channel for that. Just SidTalk.com/slash. No, YouTube.com/slash/SidTalk. I guess. I don't know what it is. You just look up. Just do a search for SidTalk. C I D T A L K. And you can also. I'm on YouTube as well, and I do have a funny video up there if you want to watch it. You can also put a link to me on your site, which you you don't do very often, but that would be a consideration. So, you can also catch this podcast on the uh, Zoom Marketplace, uh, the iTunes iTunes Music Store, <laughs> and. Go to aschooler.com, click on the word podcast. All your podcast subscription needs will be met on oh, that page. All of your podcast happiness will be sent. And you can also you. email feedback to aschooler.com or do not leave feedback at sidtalk.com. Is that mm-hmm. right? That's correct. Do not ever email me again at sidtalk.com. <laughs> oh, that, hard. You could make that address up and see if in Lanza. I own that domain. I can do what I want. Anyway, um, that's the podcast for this week. I just want to say that was a great movie up. Um, and you should definitely go out what that's what you're saying yeah I'm saying that Up was a great movie and it's definitely one to uh, purchase yeah um, and I and? Wanna also want to say stay classy Mr. Carl Fredrickson Woo, you're scaring me there I thought you dropped your little tagline for some legal reasons and I'm going to say think for yourself everybody think for yourself or someone will come along and wiggle their own little thoughts into your mind for you 